A great big good morning, all y'all. Thank you for tuning in to Rosie on the House. Where we show up every Saturday morning to cover anything and everything having to do with your house, your home, your castle, or your cabin. We figure it our first assignment is to fill your heart with the desire and the motivation and the ambition to get it done. And our second assignment is to pack your brain with the information, the knowledge, the tips, and the tricks of the trade to get it done Rosie right. That's what we're here for. If you'd like to call the sweetest woman in the whole world, sweet Jennifer, my wife, will answer no the pressure. call. No pressure. No <laughs> pressure. Stay sweet. Stay sweet. He just says that, so I'll stay sweet. Even even <laughs> when they call you mad about something I said, you stay sweet, okay? All right. All right. I'm good at that. one 767 We'll put you in touch with sweet Jennifer and my son, Romy, and I. Romy's in the studio with me co-hosting. We will put our building and remodeling experience to work for you. I've been at it in Arizona since 1972. Romy's been at it since he was old enough to walk. And we've got our broadcast engineer, Gary D., to make sure all the buttons and dials are tuned up just right. We've got a little bit of catch-up to do because in last week's broadcast, we mentioned to y'all we were going to talk a little bit about Arizona newcomers. And and we've got our share. And as we get into that, if you're familiar with the broadcast, generally speaking, this 9 o'clock hour is our on-the-house hour we spend with one of our partners on a specific element of your home. Well, today we've flipped that. That's been moved to the 10 o'clock hour because we have Omni Pool Builder and Design in Tucson joining us because they also have a brand new showroom going live today. So to better time up with their grand opening, we switched those hours. And this is now generally the 10 o'clock hour. So it's the open home hour open to you, the Arizona homeowner, whatever you want to talk about your home, castle or cabin. Rosie's given the number, but you can also text questions to 411-923 or send us an email to info at rosieonthehouse.com if you need to send a picture or a video to help describe what it is you're working on or looking for product identification. New to Arizona was our article from last week, and we didn't cover it. Uh, we, we, we got we, we too kinda, busy. We kind of got done with the hour, and, and <laughs> like you know, we we we, we had, going back, we looked at all the different talking points we had from that article. Like we we really didn't hit a lot of these. Not a lot. We, I think we should turn it into a handbook. We, well, for we to should pass out because it's there's a lot of different things about living here. Yeah, there are a lot of very unique things, and there's stuff in that article I you know don't necessarily agree with or adhere to myself. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, let's open a can of worms, Perfect. shall we? All There's right. two different places in there where it talks about wearing sunscreen in the car and then another oh. one, slather your kids in sunscreen. I I don't believe in sunscreen. Yeah. Have you ever seen those videos where they put sunscreen on and then they do like the infrared cameras and you can see like just you're like you realize 
the massive amount of chemical you're putting on your body. Yeah, there are some alternatives for sure. Yeah, But with but that person, said, yeah. I don't go out there. I, you know, I'm always covered. Mm-hmm. Hat. I mean, when we get in the pool, uh, Martin made a point talking about this when we were getting our pool article for next hour put together. Uh, was just, you know, people always say, I wish I had done more shade. And, you know, growing up at y'all's pool, you know, there was times in the summer we would only be on the far south side of the pool hanging onto the deck and we would just be sitting there because that's the only area where it was shaded by the orange trees and the only part of the pool that was cool enough to be in. Otherwise, it was hot. So we'd just kind of be sitting in there waiting for the sun to go down and the the pool to, to mix. But, you know, I, when we're in our pool, it's underneath two mulberry trees and there's only about two hours during the day from about – 11 to 1, where it's, there's absolutely no shade. Otherwise, the mulberry trees shade the pool. Now, very messy. <laughs> it takes a lot of skimming to keep oh, that yeah. up. But Woo. we go the whole summer in our pool without an ounce of sunscreen. Yeah, shade's a, shade, is, shade is a key component to living here for sure. So, But I'm in the pool with my hat on. <laughs> Good. And a lot of times we'll, uh, I'll still have a shirt on as well, you know, the swimming shirts that are, you know, I don't even know what they're called, but uh, a lot of times it's just my LSU jersey, too. Wetsuit? No, no they're the sunscreen the shirts. They're, they're like a rash guard kind of shirt. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rosie, what is the difference in temperature between, and Romy, too, and between shade and, and sun? I mean, you love, you have that little laser gun, you're forever shooting <laughs> temperatures well, in and out of shade. You can go out on raw desert, and in the middle of a July afternoon before the monsoons have started before we've gotten that first rain uh, when it's the driest maybe into june beginning of july and it's 110 112 outside that soil temperature will be at about 125 to 135 degrees take a cool deck cool deck will even be 110 degrees as soon as you Throw it under shade. You take that thermal imaging gun and go underneath a Palo Verde tree, a mesquite tree, an ironwood tree, a creosote bush. You're going to cut about 25 degrees off that surface temperature. So shade alone will cut about 15 to 20 degrees off your perceived temperature. So that is one of the reasons that you'll find out you know, in, in next hour's conversation with Martine, the shade is one of the most surprising things he says people are asking for in about and around their backyard hardscape, landscape, and swimming pools. So shade's critical, 20 degrees at least. That's why we tell people, you know, before you spend a whole bunch of money replacing some really expensive windows, make sure your south windows and west windows are shaded. You can do that for a whole lot less. The best combination is good windows that are shaded. But if you've got really bad windows, shade them first, then save up your coin and replace the window. And we do talk about... The value of shade. There is a section towards the end of this article talking about maximizing shade and all the other elements, but the windows are definitely the the low-hanging fruit. For when it comes to your home efficiency, absolutely. And this is why I could never be a, a weatherman. You always know, feel like, you know, 
people are the dumbest things in the world. Like, it's going to be X degrees to wear this. Well, don't you think the other person knows what to wear based on the temperature? Just give me the temperature, and I'll decide what I'm wearing. Well, um, if but they're it, newcomers, they may think the hotter it gets, the less you wear. <laughs> and that would be a mistake. Well, and it's... You know, one of the reasons you see a lot of the working crews covered oh. is because that one, well, it's natural shade screen, sunscreen, you know, keeping the, the direct sun off. But uh, it keeps your sweat, your perspiration from evaporating, kind of soaks in the material a little bit. You get that little breeze going and it cools your body off through evaporation. So it's it's an air conditioning technique. It absolutely is. And I mean, that's in contrast to the days of the 70s where us framers would be in cut-off blue jean shorts, <laughs> no shirt, no hat, nail bags, and tennis shoes. How long was the how, mullet? How brilliant was that? Well, <laughs> oh, you had to bring that up. Didn't you? But yeah, now these framers are in hooded hoodies, uh, ultraviolet-resistant, light uh, shirts. It did. And you're actually much cooler like that than we idiots were back in the 70s. <laughs> but one of our lines in there says, don't trot out uh, in July without shoes, otherwise you'll burn your feet. I disagree. My kids walk around barefoot all the time. No, Ooh, that, you they're gotta, you they're gotta tougher condi- than I am. you got to get conditioned <laughs> for that. And, and you do, but I mean, they... They hardly ever wear shoes. We climbed Don't. Lookout Mountain last week with Rosie's sister, and a guy was coming up the side of the mountain with no shoes on. Barefoot. And that's, Barefoot. A, and that's a rocky. Yeah. That's a rocky trail. He was trail. a tough dude. Yeah. And we but, just had a very angry caller, Romy, about mm. your sunscreen comment. Oh, boy. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> so I was friendly, like Rosie well, asked. But, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's a difference of opinion. There are dangers to sunscreen. But you do need to be protected in some way. And you, you said that. So you yeah. have shade or you have clothing or a hat. Or I'm just whatever. not going to use these chemical products yeah. they're trying yeah. to say. Yeah. Yeah. My did, dermatologist did we have these, that too. Yeah. Your, your dermatologist? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we didn't have sunscreen in the 50s, 40s, 30s, 1800s. People still lived. Well, we're S- going to too. SJ. One of, yeah. one of, you know, one of the things I think newcomers need to know is if. Uh, uh, if if you park your car, the one thing you've got to learn is in the middle of the summer, if you're going to go into the grocery store or the mall or stop at a business, you're always going to park your car pointed away from the sun, and you're going to find the tree, the one shade tree, hopefully, that you can park under. Because it's nothing in July to open your car that's been sealed up for an hour while you were in the grocery store, and jump in that car seat, and the seat temperature, the steering wheel temperature, can be in excess of 150 degrees. That's second-degree burns. I don't know if you saw this, but when uh, the Honey Badger was playing for the Cardinals, they did a like a some kind of PR, and he sat in a car in the summer without air conditioning to see how long he could last, and I don't. I don't think it was eight minutes, and he, I mean, he was just pouring. Came out like. <laughs> so and that, that also is a very uh, significant safety factor, not to leave kids in the car, pets in the car, for any amount of time in the summer. Yeah. We also have hard water, and we did hit that one last week. Uh, we a, a lot of our water comes from well pumping, uh, comes from canal systems, comes from. River shed off, you know, picks up a lot of sediment on the way. Municipalities do treat them, uh, but they don't soften them. So a lot of 
in-home softeners and water purifications are very popular. It is something we do recommend uh, homeowners looking into because uh, not only is it much better on all of your water using appliances in your home, it's better on your ha- your skin, your hair, uh, and your laundry as well. It keeps clothes fading uh, when you when you soften your water and you use a lot less uh, laundry detergents, cleaning soaps, shampoo, stuff like that. When you have softened water, it takes out the need for all these additional soaps as well. We mentioned Omni Pool Builders and Design opening their new pool showroom in Tucson. That's at 6640 North Oracle between Ina and Orange Grove. That'll be at noon today. Uh, And then uh, in Phoenix, we've got our uh, homeowner insurance and home warranty partner, Focus Companies. They have their annual 4K that's going on today. But also, it's a car show. And that's on 16th Street, just south of Northern, west side of the road. Um, Who doesn't love a car show? 7600 North 16th Street. So... And I saw it this morning, uh, a, lot of, a lot of old classics that were getting loaded off of trucks and trailers and uh, set up and designed. So they'll have food trucks and uh, car show. I'm, I'm trying to get all the, the details. I think they've got bounce houses. So if you happen to be in the area, it's their actually fifth annual. Wow. Very good. We got lots of lots of inquiries over the week, like we always do, about questions people want answers to. Let's we call it the red notebook. Let's see if we can go in the red notebook and help people who have been looking for answers all week long. Okay, well here's here's the easy one for you. It's not even a question. <laughs> I love, yeah, let's pick the easy ones for sure. I appreciate that. Bruce from Glendale just said, "Thanks so much for all you do." So, oh, it's just nice to have it, you know, thrown out there for no reason. That was very okay. kind. All right. Um, let's see. This lady is looking for someone to whitewash her slump block uh, wall and seal it. All right. A couple questions I would ask is, I guess that's the exterior wall of her home. And then the whitewash it, you can either do that with cement in a process we call mortar wash, where we mix the cement fairly thin and we use a brush and just brush the product on a very thin layer. Makes it almost look like an adobe look and i like that look whitewash if we're actually going to take a paint product and paint the masonry i would really do my best to talk her out of that there's ways to accomplish maybe the look she's trying to get without creating the maintenance that a paint product is going to cause the great thing about slump block the great thing about masonry is it's virtually maintenance free don't do anything to it that creates a regular maintenance program. And then, generally speaking, in Maricopa County, in a slump block wall, you do not need to seal that slump block. There are block, there are brick, um, and, and this is very prevalent down in Pima and Pinal County with some of the masonry products that were used back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s in those neighborhoods that they do absorb a lot of water. And inside some of those homes that were built in the 60s, you can actually stand inside in a monsoon and see the moisture leaking into the inside of the house. 
But slump block, if it's strictly slump block, and if it's in Maricopa County, that is done at such a high pressure, you are the, the block itself has developed quite a bit of water resistance, and I wouldn't seal it. So I've just talked her out of creating a maintenance problem for herself. Next. Uh, that's true stories. Um, well, the other one I'm going to hold on to for just a minute, but there's, there's other things about sealing. Like you, you talk about sealing different things that just create more work, as in tile, flagstone. What, what kind of things shouldn't you seal? Well, we, we would get the question often 15 years ago, what do I do with sautia tile? But sautia tile, I think generally is kind of right now has gone its way and not quite as popular as it used to be. But people would ask me all the time, do you seal sautia tile? I said, well, if you like to, because once you do it one time, you're going to have to do it about every three years to keep it looking like that. Sautia tile, when I go to Wymas or Rocky Point or Cancun, I mean, they don't seal it down there. That's where the tile is from. You live with the efflorescence. You live with the sun bleeding and the bleaching. And that's just what sautilla is. So you can tell I'm not big on maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> is that the same for wood, too, like wood outside? Oh, I wouldn't put wood outside. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, like in a wood gate, would you seal that? Oh, I absolutely. Yeah. You, would okay. see, you would absolutely seal that with a penetrating oil, for sure. Okay. All right. Well, I do have one more. Okay. So uh, Drew from is new to Arizona, and he emailed us, and he needs a paint job done. And so he had looked up um, some people, you know, on the internet and gotten people, and he wrote in and asked us about them. So, but they're not our partners. We can't. We can't do that. We cannot make comments about anyone that is not our partner. We don't. We just. We just pretend like we don't know them at all, even if we know them. And no, you shouldn't use them. We can't say that. So if you're new to Arizona and you want the safety and security of being treated fairly and having the job done right, you get to our website, rosieonthehouse.com, and search for a partner under the category of work you want done, and it will automatically show you someone in your neighborhood that we have already vetted. Don't ask us to grade people that aren't in the network can't do it. Good Odino. I, I still get hooked on his infomercials. <laughs> infomercials? Well, where they're, where they're showing, you know, they they show the old Dean Martin show. You know. Oh, the show? Yeah. I love those. That is priceless. He's hilarious. And and one of the things I learned, because I'm, I'm learning a lot about those TV show history, he would play golf until it was time to rehearse, and he did one rehearsal, yeah. and then they rolled cameras. And so what you saw there, if it was a mistake, it stayed in. It is. It was, oh, it, it was what it funny. was. But, oh, funny. man. All right. One of the things we do at Rosie on the House is come up with a topic every week to kind of touch on so that if you stay tuned with us on a regular basis, 
We're going to have you educated across the entire spectrum of home ownership, home maintenance, home repair, home remodeling. And our newsletter this particular week, which can come to you if you subscribe to it every Thursday, you go to our website, rosellnows.com, hit subscription, and you'll start getting a newsletter every Thursday that gives you what we're going to cover that particular Saturday, so you can kind of get a heads up to stay tuned. And we're talking about bathroom trends, and we came up with a clever title, What's New in the Loo? And uh, I guess that's what they call the bathroom in Britain. And I guess we had a little typo. A little. A little typos. There was uh, right research the- that was cited <laughs> talking that the average person will spend 37 minutes in the 30, bathroom a day. 30 minutes a day. 30 minutes a day in the bathroom. That does not equal. Does that count showers? It says 30 minutes a day. Uh, we, I, we, they didn't pull girls. Teenage girls. And it could go seven minutes if the chili didn't, you know. Well, the, the sentence in our newsletter, I hate it when this happens. Studies show that the average American spends 30 minutes a day in the bathroom, period. Next sentence. That's 10,950 hours. <laughs> Oops. That math doesn't that sound right. right. <laughs> Mr. Math over here. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Mr. Math didn't even catch that. I don't think there are 10,950 hours in a whole year. That's 10,950 minutes a year, which turns out to be like, what, 218 hours all year long? I think it was like 237, if I remember right. So first thing we got to do is come on and correct ourselves for a little typo. (laughs) Oops. But everything else in the article is absolutely correct. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about it. Oh, man. Well, we're referring to a study done by the National Kitchen and Bath Association It's talking about the trends in bathrooms. And one of the things that are big trends are the new toilets. And it's been going this way for quite a few years. And uh, I, what, those of you who haven't shopped for a new toilet lately, what if I told you that about 15 years ago, 20 years ago, there was a manufacturer of a toilet that basically turned going to the bathroom into a 100% hands-free operation. Hands-free. You don't have to put your hands down there to finish the business. 100% hands-free. You can set the water temperature that you're going to get washed with. The first time that happens is kind of surprising. (laughs) And if you put that in your guest bathroom... I'll take your word for it. If you put that in your guest bathroom, you might want to add instructions. Yeah. We've had people come out very confused. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But it it will. The hands-free toilets are toilet bidet built-in combo units. And once you're done using the bathroom, you can actually get washed and dried. And you can pick the water temperature that you're getting washed by. You can pick the air temperature you're getting dried by, and the entire time you're there, the bathroom, the toilet itself, is actually emitting a deodorizer and evaporating the odor into the vent, the vent system of the plum of the plumbing. Now that's come a long <laughs> way. 
I mean, you could get, you could accidentally, if this was the only toilet you ever used, you could be living under the misinterpretation that yours doesn't stink. <laughs> you could. You could. So deodorizers, sweet seat warmers, automatic lids that open and close, automatic units that will flush uh, every time you're done. You've seen those commercially in commercial bathrooms quite frequently. So the when new... They, they even have mood lights on some of these toilets. Jeez. Huh? You think I'm kidding? I don't know what they, kind of mood that sets. Yeah, yeah right. I, I don't really want to know. Oh, man. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm picturing, is there a app where you, like, flush from your phone? I, 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 yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't seen it, but I wouldn't be surprised. So... Now, very often when I mention this in the seminars I give, I'll tell you that people, I can tell you that the hands-free toilets do generate a lot of questions and answers and a lot of interest. Just in the level of cleanliness it can bring to you and the people who I've talked to that have medical issues below the navel, above the knees, and how many dilemmas that these units take care of in that regard. So they are quite popular. Now, you're not going to go buy these toilets at the discount store for $299. Well, you might. <laughs> I don't think you are. But you might be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. these You will spend more on these toilets than you ever dreamed possible. But uh, you won't know what you're missing until you buy one. You know, it's... They're really a great component for aging in place as well. They really are. You know, it allows people independence to stay living alone longer and or just protects their privacy, you know, being able to take care of everything by themselves. Absolutely. And so. it could require some electrical work, correct? It, it, yeah. You have to have a It uh, absolutely plug. requires yeah. Unless you like cold water. Yeah, right. And you can put it in without, cold, well. without the... <laughs> well, now, let's leave the toilet. Let's, let's go to the other dimensions of the bathroom trends. And I don't know, I, I think one of the trends that we've seen the last 15 years that's going to reverse is large showers. You think it's going to reverse? Uh-huh. How come? And they get larger, and they get larger. More to clean. <laughs> no, it, they never get warm. I was going to say, I bet that's you cold. You go in there to take a shower, and you're basically cold the whole time you're in there taking a shower. Because all, all the there's so much surface to warm. And then people try and solve that with multiple shower heads, the rain head, the body sprays. And the first thing we tell them... They don't have enough water pressure. We can do that. <laughs> but we're going to have to go all the way out to the water meter at your house. And we're going to have to increase it from a three-quarter or a one-inch. And we're going to have to go to a one-and-a-half. And the city charge for upgrading your water meter can be in the thousands of dollars. Not counting the new bigger line from the water meter to the house. So, yeah, that's an option. But you've just added five to $10,000 of cost to your big shower if you want the added feature of having it warm when you get in there. Now, we can heat the floor electrically or hydraulically, but, again, you're adding to the cost of that shower. We can add a steam component to it. But again, you're adding $15,000 to 
to the cost of that shower. So I believe what we're going to see come back is more personalized size showers, maybe even broken up into compartments. But these oversized giant showers are just so prohibitively expansive and expensive to do that uh, there just isn't a really big market for the number of people that can tolerate the financial burden of producing those and producing them in the way that they'll experience what they think they're going to experience. So very large showers. And I can tell you, uh, rainheads were extremely popular when they first came out. We couldn't get our hands on enough of them. We were putting them in everywhere. And it wasn't but about six months later, some of those clients were calling us, particularly the ladies of the house, and saying, can you give me a valve that turns that thing off? Because <laughs> how many times will a gal want to take a full body shower without getting her hair soaking wet? And you can't do it in a rain head. You're going to be soaking wet head mm-hmm. to toe every single time you jump in there. So now the rain heads have become the secondary shower head and the body sprays and the handheld wands are actually what we're putting in most of. Hey, we had a comment from Dave about the uh, bidets. Just yeah. going to backtrack just a, oh, okay. a second. You know, we were talking about the expense of them, but the, he mentioned that they had bought one of the after models. It's like a unit that fits on top of your existing toilet. You take off the, yes. and they're very easy to install. Yes. You do just still need the electrical uh, plug-in in the back. But he said his has lasted 10 years, and, I, you know, we, we've bought them for several people, and they, they work really well. It's a great option. It's aftermarket option yeah. where it gives you the bidet seat by replacing the seat and the lid on your existing toilet. You can even buy those elevated to create the bathroom, the, the toilet, that has the ADA-approved elevation. Yeah. So that, that thank you for the call. Yeah, because we didn't mention that. He just mentioned he got his for like 300 at Costco, so they are available just about everywhere. All right. So we've got the toilet. We've got the large showers. The other thing we talk about are the vanities. And uh, is there any cabinet in your house, whether it's in the pantry, the kitchen, the garage, the bathroom, that doesn't have an accessory drawer? What is an accessory drawer? <laughs> yeah, I've heard people call it a junk drawer. Oh, yeah, we got one of those or two. But well, the, well, the, it's not a junk drawer in our house. None of the stuff in that drawer is junk. Oh. It's just unclassified. <laughs> or too little to put someplace else so you cram it all in the junk yes, drawer, right? Yes, If it was junk, I'd throw it away. Huh. Should I hold him to that? <laughs> that's all. Who gets to classify it as junk? That's all unclassified products that may be needed in a time of uh, so- society collapse. <laughs> Like my ball of rubber bands. <laughs> You're going to thank me for that I ball of rubber bands. I know I will. Someday, I, am, I am sure I will. Someday, sometime. Would this be considered the other, other, others we discuss in the production? That's right. <laughs> yes, That's right. right. You know, the other thing that I like to talk about when it comes to cabinets in a home is we kind of have a standard at Rosie Wright. One of the things to get it done Rosie Wright is we don't put a bathroom cabinet in underneath a sink or a kitchen cabinet in underneath the sink where we don't put a waterproof floor in that cabinet. 
So in the case, 15 or 20 years from now, that that angle stop or that supply flex develops a small leak or some of these retractable uh, kitchen faucets have a little twist lock on them that can become weak and undone and they start leaking back there how many of you have if i go to your house right now and open the bathroom vanity cabinet get down on my knees and move all the stuff out of there have a vanity floor that's completely expanded rotten water damaged Mm -hmm. and full of mold and the drywall is full of mold itself well with a waterproof floor you know immediately You've got some small leak back there because it directs the water leak to the floor of the bathroom out underneath the doors of the cabinet. So you go up there to brush your teeth and your little toesies get a little wet because of the water on the floor. You know, I better check, make sure. And with that waterproof lining, you've now protected the value of that cabinet forever and protected yourself from the contamination of mold and mildew. Not only the hazard that can become health-wise, but the odor it can create. And it's not that hard to do. You just do it when you're doing the remodel. So that's the other thing that we're going to talk about. Bathroom trends remodeling in your Arizona home. Talking bathrooms here this hour at Rosie on the House. A couple more little points I'd like to bring up is I'll tell you some of the things I've talked about that I really like and some of the things that have been introduced as new trends that uh, have kind of already gone out or I predict are going to go out. I'll tell you what's not going to go out is new lighting. Think of this. Walking in your bathroom at night and area lighting underneath the toe kicks of the cabinet automatically come on detecting your motion. Boom. That is so nice. You don't have to find a light switch. You don't even have to think about it. You don't have to have a glare bomb go off in your eyes. Just a real soft light so you can find yourself to the bathroom, do your business, and get back in bed without fully waking up. You can almost do it walking in your sleep. Lighting is going to be a huge, big, new trend in bathrooms. And I'll tell you, in that same topic, guys, I want you to picture this. I want you to picture walking into your primary bathroom. Used to be called the master bathroom. Now they're called primary bathroom. Double vanity, six-foot-long countertop. You can walk in that primary bathroom and not have one thing on the countertop. Not one thing. The curling irons, the uh, blow torches, well, the... uh, Hair blowers, <laughs> um, they can all be Sorry, in drawers, <laughs> but we've got yours now tucked away in drawers with their own plug. You open the drawer and everything's already plugged in. So they don't have to live out on the countertop. Medicine cabinets that are deep enough to hold your electric toothbrush, your water pick, your electric razor. You can walk in. You know, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm really insane about this. I don't like (laughs) anything on my bathroom counter. When I wake up in the morning, my first stop, I don't want it cluttered. And I learned that from Rocky Balboa. Seriously? Yeah. When he was promising Adrian, trying to convince her to marry him, I'll never leave hair or toothpaste in the sink. 
<laughs> I missed that part. I thought, you know what? I'm going to be that. Of all things you remember from Rocky. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be that good of a husband. I'm never going to leave a mess <laughs> you are in the that bathroom. Good. I thought for a moment uh, you were going to start drinking raw eggs. I know, right? I was. Oh. That is something that Amanda and I have talked about is you go to the master bathroom. Most of them have two vanities. You go into the hall bathroom. More people use it, and it's only got one sink. Uh, and if you have countertop space, no matter what part of the house you're in, if there's a countertop, it is virtually impossible for stuff to end up being set there. And it's like the kitchen sink. Once one dirty dish is in there, all of a sudden 50 dirty dishes right. are in there. That's and right. if you just put it in the dishwasher and never let things pile up in the sink, well, then the sink stays clean. Same with the countertop. <laughs> if you don't put something on it, stuff doesn't end up cluttered. So we're like, why, you know, why aren't there two or three sinks in the hall bathroom hmm. and less countertop space instead of one sink in the middle and this huge amount of countertop space that everything gets piled on? Huh. I think you should design and the next one. Each kid could have their own sink. There's nothing worse than using someone else's sink. Well, my, <laughs> my micro storage, uh, uh, you know, in, in, in a lot of homes where, where we have the option to design it, we take that plumbing wall, and we don't frame it with a 2x4. We frame it with a 2x6 or a 2x8 so that when you open the medicine cabinet, the medicine cabinet has its own electrical plugs in it, and it's actually four or five inches deep. That gives you the option of getting everything off the countertop. And I'm convinced in a primary bathroom, each person needs about five foot of countertop to go in there and get their job done. Like Romy says, then you just pile it up. But you can, do have well, you can, put, you can put it all away, oh. but you need five feet to get everything out, <laughs> yeah. brush your teeth, get your shave, get, fix your hair, put on your makeup, and then put it all away hmm. and close the door. Huh. I hope you feel better. Oh, I do. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. Oh. Okay, if you've if you've taken any of this advice, we appreciate it. Let us know. Thank you for the young man from Glendale that called in earlier now and just thanked us for all we do. We've got a grand opening going down in Tucson right now today for Omni Pools. It starts at noon. Martin Lopez is getting ready to come in studio for our next hour and talk about pool design and uh, remodeling. So we'll have a great conversation there. And if you're interested in a pool, for your home, whether it's this summer or next, or just get the planning stages go uh, for the not only Tucson but all southern Arizona. Uh, showroom opening starts at noon. You can stop in there and kind of see what it takes and see if that's right for you. It's on Oracle, just south of Ina.